1: And welcome to episode 3 of Sitrep Marvel Talk. Uh, this week we're talking about episode 3 of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first off, my name is Mike and joining me as always is my co-host, Robots. Robots. Robot. <laughs> I am...
2: Robot. Yeah, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello
1: Robots. Uh, and we also have with us this week, Bradley. Hello. <laughs> Perfect intro as always. Uh, welcome back, folks. Obviously, off the back of episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, it was a pretty good episode leading on with uh, a couple of leads, figuring out what the hell is going on. And uh, we kind of saw Bucky and Sam kind of at a dead end with regards to the leads, and they turned to their last resource, Baron Zemo. I was just about to do it, and you beat me to... <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, very quickly, just opening thoughts on the episode overall, guys. Uh, Rob,
2: yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's just there it seems to be getting better. Every episode just seems to be getting better and better. It's ramping
1: up, isn't it? Yes, definitely ramping up. Yeah. Um, Brad, yeah, really good. Uh,
0: it felt like Winter Soldier, but in a TV
1: episode, which is very good. Yeah, it definitely ste- stepped up. I think some of the things that they had there in the first couple of episodes that we were kind of like, ah, Bucky's kind of holding back, and this, that, and the other, and this one was like, okay, we're just fucking going for it. And in this episode, okay, so we're gonna kind of give a bit of an intro, um, and go through and break down this episode as a whole. Okay, so episode three starts off with a bit of a GRC advert, and no, I'm not repeating it, Robert. Um, like what we had in One and then it cuts straight to uh, the new Captain America, a.k.a. John Walker and Hoskins arriving at a shelter for the Flag Smashers. And he basically shouts, Do you know who I am? Shouts Walker and basically gets the response of, I don't care, which I thought was kind of interesting whilst I was watching it. He definitely kind of seen the bad, bad guy lines uh, bleed through at that point. And he gets spat in his face as well. Yeah. Uh, basically, they're coming up with nothing and now they've got to wait to see what Sam and Bucky come up with next. And then we meet Sam and Bucky in, uh, I believe it's Munich Prison, at the top of my head, where Zemo is being held. Uh, Bucky goes in alone because obviously Sam's an Avenger and Zemo doesn't like the Avengers. Straight away, Zemo, of course, starts reeling off the commands used to control the Winter Soldier to test Bucky. Test his patience. obviously. Zemo knows something about the super soldiers and who's making the serum, but at the end of the day, he's in prison and he wants Bucky's help to break him out. Bucky then tells Falcon, uh, "Falcon, Sam, the uh, the plan to get Zemo out of prison. And this
2: reminded me of an Ocean's Eleven film, how yeah. they are explaining it, and then it, it's happening at the same time.
1: In real time. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's great. And as as we're basically walk through the events that play out on screen, in walks Zemo on Bucky explaining the plan to Sam. Uh, And after a rough start with uh, Sam going, you're going back to jail. uh, They kind of agree to uh, team up and head to Zemo's personal collection of cars as he retells how he ended the first Super Soldier program once before and he doesn't want to leave it unfinished. We also find out that Zemo is a Baron and is basically rich. So he's like Marvel's Batman at this point. And then Sam, Bucky and Zemo then... Proceed to uh, travel to Madripoor in the Indonesian Isles, which was a pirate sanctuary in the 1800s, whilst also learning that Baron Zemo likes Marvin Gaye, which was (laughs) one of the best scenes in this. And owns loads of
2: like old-timey 1940s cars, for some reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and a load of guns, and then finally this part of the episode we kind of catch up with Carly, obviously the leader of the Flag Smashers, who is currently in Latvia, and we see her by the side of someone who is very, very sick. Um, obviously after episode two, we were kind of thinking, oh, how the hell is Zemo, Sam, Bucky, Sharon, like even Sharon in this episode? How are they all going to meet? And I, I don't know what what your thoughts about obviously
3: Zemo and Bucky's first uh, catch up rob um i don't really rem- i just remember him saying
2: the words one of them being 17 i remember that in five vividly for some reason he's just basically <laughs> messing with them at that point isn't he bro
0: yeah he's just like you said he's testing his patience he basically knows they've come to him and they have no other leads so he's just winding them up basically
1: I love the fact that he does kind of slyly, he does apologize to him though, doesn't he? He's like, "Sorry," he's basically sorry you were a bit like collateral in taking down the Avengers at the end of the day because that—that's what—that's who he hated. It wasn't so much. I mean, you think about it quite a lot. Happy happened to Bucky for that. Him to then go to Zemo because he basically got framed for murder for the death of um, was it T'Chaka? I think. Yeah, Black Panther's father. So uh, obviously, Wakanda are not going to be happy that Sam and Bucky have broke Zemo out of prison, because otherwise, I assume they would have killed him. Um, but let's be honest, the this was n- not the team up that I knew I wanted. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> All three of them are really good together. <laughs> they are really good, but I'll be honest, any scene with Zemo in like he's re- he's really untrustworthy. He's absolutely untrustworthy. Like any point in this in this episode, I thought he was going to disappear. I don't know if you thought the same, Rob. There's like yeah. so many bits where I'm like, he disappeared, and then he comes back. I'm like, oh. You know. The
2: the bit in the plane where he's winding them both up was quite funny. Yeah, and then yeah, there's a bit where he puts on a mask, and that's good as well.
1: Yeah, there's a bit later on towards the end of the episode. Uh, I we'll, we don't really go into detail. Um with the recap with that but where they're on the plane and he's handing them out food and i'm like i don't know if i would trust anything this guy's handing out food wise doesn't like, he say could... to the is the butler guy if it fails the smell test give it to Alfred, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i don't know what you think of zemo's accent every time i hear this guy talk i'm on i just instantly think jean-claude van damme it just sounds like he's doing a jean-claude
3: van damme impression.
2: I don't know. I think he. Really, I think he nails it. Is, is he, he? What's his nationality in real life? The actor. I don't
1: know. I don't know. But it's Daniel Brawl, and the second name is the U with the two eyes above it. So it
3: could oh, be so he's probably German. Yeah, well, or something like that. European. But yeah, it was. It was a, a good start. Okay, should we move on from there. Yes, let's move on.
1: Let's move on. Okay, so next up, we find. Uh, the team on the way to Madripoor, as we see the neon lit sky of uh, Madripoor, which that opening shot of Madripoor is pretty cool. Um, for anyone where, that doesn't where know, is Madripoor? Are you Madripoor, Madripoor is somewhere in the Indonesian region, and in the comics, it was related to X Men lore. I believe the there's a bar. Is it the Princess Bar? Is related to I think in the comics wolverine owned it and then viper viper was like um in charge there at one point or something but yeah they're basically headed there to try and find out what's going on with the super soldier ceremony uh so yeah they're walking through madripoor they're heading to a club and they're trying to find a lead sam basically gets tested because at that point he's dressed as what Roberts? a pimp well, apart
2: from, that. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. It's Smiling so Tiger.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that uh, Zemo's reply, because obviously Sam's not happy with it at all. His reply was like, "Yeah, but any stupid." It was like any stupid American would like expect you to dress like that anyway. Or something yeah. like that. I don't know.
2: It was quite funny. And then they—I feel they, like they go to the bar, and then the barman asked him, "Do you want the usual?" And then he has some something really strange.
1: Yeah, so he basically buys a drink and he has to drink a cocktail with snake guts in it. He's proven that he's the smiling uh, tiger at this point, which is quite funny. (laughs) It's funny Um, watching him drink it because he's kind of like, "Mm, yep, uh, cheers, I'm going to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) We should probably preface that, like Zemo has already said, um, you guys need to stay in character for the whole of this. So Bucky, you've got to be the Winter Soldier for the entire, like, when we go to Madripoor and you have to stay in character and do as, do as he's told, basically. Um, and that's the whole point of this. And for some reason, they've drawn a lot of attention when they go in this club. Um, and we learn that the power broker that the Flag Smashers stole from in episode two is from here and they are not welcome. Uh, so Zemo is basically asking for Selby and they end up in a fight. Where we basically see Bucky in character kicking ass as the Winter Soldier. Let's be honest, definitely breaking rule two. Yes, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, that and scene was so good, though. It was. It was good. So good. It is very, very. I want to say this whole middle section of this episode is John Wick. The hot, like this setup, I can't remember. Is it the Continental? It all yeah. feels like the like you're walking into the Continental or something from chapter three of John Wick, like the neon lit back. Yeah, even the setting of it looks... The and setting of it.
2: The fact they've got a, a sniper that's like their guardian angel. Keeps saving them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Chris, what's his what's his name? Willem Dafoe. Um, and- yeah, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically we meet um, Selby where they're trying to find information and they're going to... I like the fact that Bucky kind of gets caught off guard. He's going to get traded for information on the super soldier serum. And they're basically told that Dr. Wilfred Nagal is the person recreating the serum under the power broker. Sam gets a phone call, which then blows his cover in the best way. I love the fact that he's trying to act like a hard ass through that bit as well. (laughs) It almost Um, works. It does. And then he gets called Sam at the end of the phone call and, and ends in absolute hell. Uh, Sel- Selby ends up getting shot as a result by someone outside, and then they have to run. As the whole of whole of Madripoor has just been text with a bounty on <laughs> also all their very heads. John Wick, <laughs> which is very John Wick. Like you pull out the phones and just everyone. It's it's like the scene where John Wick gets uh, held. was it? En Communicade? Yeah, I think yep. that's what it's called. Yeah, something like that. it's Communicade. Uh, yeah, excommunicado. And, uh, yeah, they basically head on the run. And we find out that um, the person who actually saved them or and shot Selby outside was uh, actually Sharon Carter. And she is, in fact, still on the run from the States with the fallout from the events of Captain America, the civ- uh, Civil War. The team asks Sharon's help, and in return, must help clear Sharon's name so she can go back home. Yeah, she wasn't so happy. Yeah, she wasn't happy. Um, Brad. So just on that section there, uh, what did what did you think of that entire
3: kind of well scene? Uh, really good. Like just there's some really good banter between all the
0: main three. Again, they get there. They got the like you said. They got the disguises. You find out Bucky's got to be the Winter Soldier, and he's just beating the shit out of anyone that comes at him, and it's great. Uh, yeah.
1: It's a really, really good
0: yeah, midsection. There was good action. He was very good...
2: convincing, wasn't he?
1: Yes. Very. Yeah, I mean, even Zemo's like, oh look, he managed to slip back into his old character very, very quickly. I think it's quite interesting because of what we said on episode two of the podcast, which was like he feels like he's been holding back, especially in like that second episode. And he's just off the chain now in this one. And then obviously we're seeing the fallout from Sharon Carter, who's basically notice she's been on the run ever since sort of thing
3: and, yeah, and she get...
0: can't like talk to her family she can't go back to the u.s no because um obviously cap and sam and all that got pardoned but she never did
1: so yeah yeah there's quite there's quite a lot going on i'm trying to think i made i did make a whole lot of notes on this um I think, I think, in general, there's more character building for Sharon Carter in this episode so far than there was in in any previous appearances in in the entire MCU. I don't know if you guys thought the same with that. Yeah, she's.
0: I can't remember what film she's in quite a bit with Cap, where she lives,
2: where she's watching over him. I can't remember which one that is. But well, she's pretending to be someone else, isn't she? At that point, so yeah. It's like, mm. you don't really know her. Yeah. <laughs> The next scene we're going to go through is she's a badass in it. It's amazing. She is a badass. Yeah, um,
1: I, th- I think we'll get to the end. I have got a lot more to talk about. Um, okay, so Sharon basically finds the Doctor by the docks in a secret container lab, and they confront the Doctor, who explains that he wanted to perfect the perfect super uh, sol- super soldier serum. Try saying that three times fast. Uh, without the muscles from Brussels. Uh, He was brought in to continue the Winter Soldier program by Hydra, then recruited by the CIA after the fall of Hydra. And there's about 20 cases of the serum out there, and uh, he's since been in contact with Carly, the leader of the Flag Smashers, as she wanted help for the person who we saw in the beginning
2: of the episode due to
1: tuberculosis. I knew I was going to fuck
2: up. (laughs) I'm right in saying that he's one of the people that disappeared in the blip, right? So he's just come back, so he's restarting his work. Yeah, so that's why we haven't seen this appear before
1: before now. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting thing I found out is apparently this is the doctor in the comics that actually tested on the 300 people and also tested on Isaiah Bradley in the actual comic book run. So it's quite interesting that they've brought him in as well. Um, and they were on about an American soldier, weren't they? With almost intact super soldier yeah, DNA. You know some something? Diet, I think. Yeah, I take it it must have been Isaiah. Uh, yeah, so they're on about Donya Madani, I think, is the person in the bed, who obviously means something to Carly, but we don't know what. Uh, and yeah, so then, whilst they're talking to the doctor, they get the assassins come looking after them, and cut to an awesome Sharon Carter fight scene, a.k.a. John Wick. This is like the best fight scene, I think in this episode. I don't know if you guys would agree, apart from there's a bit later with Bucky and a pipe. I don't know if you guys remember that, a pipe going through
2: someone's shoulder. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. part of the same thing, isn't it? Essentially.
1: Yeah. A little bit. After. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit after, but yeah. Yeah. It's really good. You can definitely tell they've got, um, I won't be surprised the chore- choreographers behind John Wick on this. Cause they do believe they work second unit works with Marvel.
3: It felt like uh, that sort of like brutal up close hand to hand sort of combat. So that you, that you would
2: expect from like the yeah the, um, yeah yeah friend. Yeah, friend fighting off all the bounty hunters after them, isn't she? It's just like they just keep coming, and coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you guys because, uh, yeah, especially to do with her. Anyway, uh, Zemo kills the Doctor because I mean he's creating super soldier serum.
2: That was a bit
3: like. Of a shock to me. He just like shot him. I kind of understand why though. It's because I had to re look back.
0: It's because he's trying to shut down the um Winter Soldier program and anything linked to it. Yeah. Basically, so there can be no more super soldiers. I think.
2: Why did why they I give him sh- a gun?
0: Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think he sneaked it, didn't he?
0: Did he, he sneak it? He might have snuck it, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he gra- he
1: grabbed a gun when he grabbed his mask, which then gets re- revealed a little bit later on in the episode. Um, so yeah, the, uh, Zemo kills the Doctor, uh, and then the lab gets exploded after being hit by an RPG. There's a huge gunfight outside, and Zemo disappears, then finally dons the mask from the comic books. Um, and then goes full Baron Zemo and a bunch of bad guys outside, which is pretty cool. So it was, I don't know what you guys thought, it was actually nice to see Zemo become the character that I'm pretty sure most people thought he was going to
3: become in uh, Captain America and in the uh, Civil War. Yeah, it was good. Uh, that was the
0: main point where I was like, that's it, he's done a runner. Like he's doing his own thing. And then it he goes, just- gets the mask
1: and then just shoots the gas pipe and blows a load of people up was there were awesome. several times i thought he was gonna do a runner there's a bit where they're they're on the run from the club and he disappears i think something explodes yes. or yeah. something and i was like he's fucked off or oh fuck he's gonna piss off or something and then he comes back i was like oh okay maybe not sort of thing but yeah um so yeah basically after fighting their way out of the dockyard the team leave sharon and head to find the dockyard oh they basically head to find Carly and we see Carly scouting a building full of supplies and talking about what might have been had the blip not happened. There was, She was not about being a school teacher. I don't know. I, I couldn't remember the other guy's name, Brad. I don't know if you caught... I can't remember. Flag smasher number two. <laughs> like and then it cuts to basically Walker and Hoskins in Munich where obviously... Uh, Zemo was imprisoned and they're basically guessing at this point that Sam and Bucky have broke him out um, but nobody else knows and got, they kind of prepare to work off the books much like Sam and Bucky at this point instead of following the rules that they should be doing which is
3: an, an unexpected turn of events Rob? No They're going to um, be bad guys aren't they? Yeah so now, after obviously, obviously they're going to try and find
1: Carly um, on the plane trip over, Sam's reflecting on what happened to Sharon. Obviously,
3: she got. I can't. She basically got blanked by. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. She
1: got blanked, didn't she, for service to her country and all the rest of it, even though she stole the shield and sided with the Cap and all the rest of it. And then Isaiah. It's, it's kind of spends that minute kind of thinking how many people need to be sacrificed for the shield and if he should have destroyed it instead of sending it to a museum instead. And it was quite interesting because this I think this is the first time that we see Bucky replying and saying that he would actually, for a minute, possibly take up the mantle of Captain America himself,
3: Brad. Yeah. <laughs> awkward pause I don't know, I just, he's learned well
2: hasn't
1: he he has learned well from the other podcast <coughs> um, um, I don't know I thought it was quite interesting to to finally see because we're kind of like is Bucky or is Sam I think it's going to be Sam by the end of it I think he's just got to kind of get his head around of thinking that he should do it but in the meantime I think you might see Bucky take it on or at least take the shield I don't
3: know yeah. we'll see Oh, he,
0: maybe he'll have it for a bit and then... I don't I don't know. I don't know why he would give it back to
3: Sam mm. after he gave it away. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, so after that, they get a lead, obviously, on
1: Madani, um, who was the person in the hospital bed, and they head to Carly's location, assuming we'll find them in episode four. And we see catch up with the flag smashers taking a load of supplies, and leave, they are basically leaving a path of destruction, killing people in their wake, changing the rules on how they normally fight. Afterwards, heading to Latvia, Bucky finds a tracking device on the floor near where they're planning on staying, and Bucky traces Bombay. it back, only to be confronted by AO, one of Black Panther's personal bodyguards from Wakanda, looking for Zemo. I'm guessing Zemo's head at this point, with yeah. or without the mask.
0: I had to you. remember who she was. She's like the second in command of the
3: all-female, yeah, bodyguard unit, isn't she? Um, there's quite a lot going on in this episode,
1: um, especially that we, we're seeing obviously change of character with Carly. Um, we're seeing. A bit of the facility with her was pretty brutal. <laughs> because obviously they've yeah. got all the guards tied up to
0: steal the supplies. Yeah. And then they get out and she tells the other guy in the car to put a seatbelt on. And then she just blows up the building while they're still in. And I, I can't remember exactly what he says. He said there are still people in there or something. And she says that's the only language they understand or something. Yeah. It's, it's quite got, savage. It's, I
1: think the episode overall, I mean, you've got Zima and we kind of questioned why... Like, how are we going to meet Zemo? And he's meant to be the bad guy. We're kind of guessing that Zemo's supposed to be the bad guy this season. I did not expect all three of them to team up for a whole episode and, and f- then go on to find that Zemo is potentially more trustworthy than Walker as a result.
0: I still reckon he's probably got something going on.
3: Yeah. yeah the last time you see uh, Sharon, she's talking
2: to someone. She's like, we've got problems or something don't she and like yeah uh, oh yeah she's on the phone isn't she, she
0: <laughs> said like there's two of them here or something don't she or
1: yeah well this was the question i was gonna have for you obviously we are seeing more of sharon carter um sure, but i'm kind of wondering if sharon carter is the power
3: broker maybe i don't know if i've spoiled
1: that for myself or not but um and for when everyone that's to their well spot on. Well, I mean, this is spoilers, I should have said possibly said that at the beginning. <laughs> but um it makes sense. But it's just a guess, isn't it? It's not Well, it, Yeah, it is a guess, but once she's either that sh- or
0: she's just doing whatever she can to clear her name.
1: Well, there is that as well. I mean, that was the weird thing. She was willing to side with them to clear her name, right? But then you've also got she she advises them all to go home before any of them get hurt, right? and then another thing i thought of was um they go to the dockyard she gets the information very quickly where the doctor is and then doesn't go with them inside and you could see that as like uh oh, um she was outside protecting them but she made it very clear she wasn't going to go in
3: and then like she only turns up when the doctor gets shot in the face so there's no
1: there's no yeah. conversation there, if you know what I mean. And then you have that last scene where she gets in the car after saying, yeah, like clear my name and I can go home sort of thing. And then we've got a problem, but she's getting carted around. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 but she is, she's, she's basically getting limoed around, isn't she? At that point. So I'm kind of like, is she the power broker or is she just somebody else that's got a bit of power? Yeah. Or maybe John Walker got hold of us somehow. Yeah. Um, Rob, what did you think of the banter in this
3: episode? Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I like I said earlier, the winding up from Zemo it was great. What well, uh, I mean, obviously, you got the fight when they they oh, leave yeah. the
1: secret <laughs> lab, it's and so there's good. a there's a whole bit about Bucky going left or something.
2: I went out first. He's supposed to follow me. It's in <laughs> he's a reaction about-
3: movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I loved when he gets in, when they get in the car and he sits behind him and he's like, just like, you're not gonna move the seat for are you? He's like, nope.
2: I think that was in one of the trailers.
0: Well was it? I I didn't yeah, see the I trailer. So. I did like Sam trying to run in heels out of
1: the club as well. It's quite interesting. We didn't get much of Walker in this episode either.
0: Oh, and obviously we got like another really quick overnight meme with
1: uh, Zemo busting his
0: dance moves.
3: (laughs) Ah, I was gonna say that.
0: (laughs)
1: Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, because like that was the whole point of that scene, right? Was just to see Zemo
3: dancing for no
1: reason.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You just literally
0: she organizes the party to meet the contact. You see him walk in. He gives it a little they dance, and then that's it. She's got the information.
1: <laughs> Do you reckon it was Zemo's dancing that helped him get the information? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of points, especially with Zemo, because he's the bad guy. Um, it's weird that he helps them, but at the end of the day, he's got a code. And yet, like He's got basically unfinished business, because he never liked the super soldiers in the first place. But then he go. He's. I felt like he was quite right in what he said about putting people on pedestals and then those people becoming um, symbols and icons. And I feel like that's the whole premise of this series of people trying to live up to Cap but not necessarily being able to and all the flaws that kind of go along with that. You kind of ignore them. Even, he even says about the Soko- Sokovia Memorial, I think, towards the end of the episode. Like, did anybody, any of you go? And it's like, I didn't think so. Guilt trip. Yeah, is that but, where he's from? In this, is he Sokovian? I can't remember. Yeah, or is I he... think his family got killed in the after in the Avengers Two, which was the so which was why it was called the
3: Sokovia Accord. So I think it is because they basically floated Sokovia, didn't they? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's some good bits in this. Sam saying I couldn't run in heels was pretty funny. It's quite
1: funny seeing a guy, hearing a guy say that instead of a woman, which is, I guess, a little bit on the nose. I don't know. Um, you can definitely tell this episode was written by the writers or well, the writer of uh, the John Wick trilogy so far. Yeah, he's doing four as well, isn't he? I know. I don't think he. I think he. Oh, isn't he? It. No, I don't think he's doing it now. I thought he'd done it. Obviously, it's done. But. <laughs> Unless he has done it and he's not doing five. I can't remember. I know he's not doing one of them. Um, Did anybody catch the necklace that the woman had on the bed? No. There's like a little charm she had on her, around her wrist.
3: Oh, yeah. I don't
1: know what it is, though. It was basically a hand with like a, a, a planet in the middle or Earth in the middle. And I was like, that's basically the Flag Smasher symbol. Do you know what I mean? If you just spread the hands out. Because yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. So I'm wondering if it all t- kind of ties
2: ties back to her, and we hit we see a bit more about so that. The woman
3: that died, that she was, well, yeah,
2: me, that uh, the baddie cares about, but we yeah. don't know what relation, and that's why she's gone a bit nuts at the end because she's got nothing left to lose now. I'm assuming my my question is, do you think she's actually dead? Rob, because I know they
1: deemed
3: her as dead, but she might not necessarily be dead. No, that she died. Because that's, thinking, how, that's could... how they traced her to where they were, because uh-huh. they found
2: her dead.
1: No, maybe you're right then. No, I was just thinking, because she spoke to um, the doctor, didn't she, to try and get some help from him, because she had
3: tuberculosis. Obviously, if he can create a super soldier serum, I think
1: the idea was like she, he might be able to help her. But But yeah. I re- I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, what do you What do you think, Brad? Final thoughts? It's really good episode again. I've I've enjoyed all three
0: so far. This one definitely stepped up the action. Yeah, but then
1: obviously, as we've said multiple times, that's the John Wick director. So, uh, writer, sorry, not yeah. director. I don't feel as like there's much speculation off the back of this one. We're just kind of carrying on with the plot threads to kind of like yeah. we're learning a little bit more. There's still quite a lot to resolve. But then I, I suppose we've got three hours of TV show left, so I think at this point you've obviously introduced everyone, but then it didn't really move forward much either, did it? Like story wise, like Carly's still out there. We still don't know who the power broker is, though maybe potentially we do. Um and then no they haven't really got any closer, have they, at this point. No. Um, Rob?
2: Yeah, obviously this is this one and next one are the uh Midpoints of the story, and then it's going to start wrapping up. So you'd expect them to be
3: full of action and really good, and still, or like setting up leads and stuff. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I feel like yeah, next week's going to be just as good, probably if not better. How do, how are you finding the runtime? This one was like fifty minutes. Yeah, it's fine. It's good to Spot rewatch on, really. you don't, don't um, want like half an hour episodes yeah I didn't I
2: didn't really get a chance to rewatch it today as I normally do but yeah too
3: that's much. the downside
1: especially too much gaming some, something like Wonder, it's a lot easier to kind of um, rewatch isn't it but anyway yeah good episode um, let us know what you think of this episode and um, you can message us on Facebook YouTube Twitter over at SitRap Happy Hour and let us know your thoughts. And we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month.